It's the easiest platform to start a podcast on for the first time. You can create unlimited podcasts. Like unlimited shows, not unlimited episodes, unlimited exactly. shows. You can create a basic website. We talked about this again in the last mm-hmm. episode. They have the ability to create private internal podcasts for organizations, dynamic ads, dynamic show notes. You can auto post your audio episodes to YouTube. Welcome to the Pod Circle Podcast, where we bring practical tips and insights for every podcaster. Whether you're just getting started or you're already a seasoned pro, these conversations dive into all the topics that matter most to you. Last week, we began our discussion all about podcast hosting. And we're not just talking about hosting a podcast. We're talking about the platforms that distribute your show to all the different platforms. Specifically, what we talked about is what it is and what are some of the differentiating factors between platforms. And today we're going to answer the question, which podcast hosting platform is right for you? So we'll be breaking down seven podcast hosting platforms, discussing their features and providing some key differentiators. We highlighted those things you could be looking for in the last episode. And today we're going to tell you which ones meet those specific needs. We're also going to tell you the platform that we use for 99% of PodCircle clients. So what podcast hosting platforms are we talking about today, Kyle? Yeah, the seven we're going to go over are Libsyn, Simplecast, Buzzsprout, Omni Studio, Anchor, which was just rebranded as Spotify for podcasters. We'll talk about that. Megaphone and Transistor.fm. So Before we get into any of those, I want to define one more time what a podcast hosting platform does at a very basic level. And that is that all of these platforms distribute your podcast content to listening apps like Apple Podcasts, Spotify. They all do that. That's the basic feature. That's a very, the most basic feature. Now, what they do beyond that, those key differentiators, we talked a little bit about that in the last episode. We're going to dive into that even more in this episode for each of those seven platforms. Yeah, so maybe you're sa- you're listening and saying, I don't really need more than that. I don't need all the bells and whistles. Why are we even having this conversation? <laughs> Keep listening because we're gonna discuss the features that these different platforms have and don't have and ultimately tell you which one we use and why because I think maybe you are looking for a feature you don't know that you need, right? So we're gonna start mm-hmm. with Lipson. As we mentioned in the last episode, it hit the market in 2004 about six months before Apple even started like supporting podcasts and iTunes. So it's been around the longest. And I'm going to be honest with you. You can tell from the UI that it has been around the longest. (laughs) It is kind of looks a little dated. It looks like it came from the early aughts. Unfortunately, and we're not trying to make any enemies in the podcast space. No, no. But we're not, we don't have a lot of great things to say about Libsyn. No, and I'm going to I'm gonna tell you, I started our Living Centered podcast on Libsyn. I launched it from there in 2021. And really, I've been using it. It's fine. It meets the needs. But it really has a failed to adapt as like other hosting platforms have. And, and they've started to come on with better features. And they just haven't caught up. I'm noticing right now they're starting to put features on. But I feel like they're a little behind. Yeah, they're in catch up mode. Yeah, they just stuck with like we're... We're the OGs. We don't need to evolve. We've already got this larger thing. And I think they're getting a hit for it. They also have an antiquated price model. Their plans are based on size uploads. So for instance, $15 a month, you can get 324 MBs per month. But I had a situation where we were trying to get ahead and upload some things. I went on maternity leave and I had to up my plan to be able to schedule four or five weeks of content, Mm. um, which was really frustrating. We also started another podcast and we had to like create a separate, completely different account 
um, so that we had two different shows where other platforms, you have one account and can have multiple shows. So I think there's just some things that are missing on this one. And I don't really love the UI, the user interface. It's clunky. So let's talk about ads too, Kyle, because you you kind of understand this a little bit better. And you've been even with me on this journey of what does Lipson offer in, in terms of ads? Yeah, uh, not a lot. You know, this is something we'll talk about a lot in this episode. So let's first define what dynamic yeah. ads are. And we're going to go into that in even more detail in next week's episode. So if you notice, there's a mm -hmm. cumulative effect of some of these episodes here. So generally, there are two ways to handle ad reads in your episodes. The old school mm -hmm. way is baked in ads, which just simply yeah. means you manually edit your ads into your episodes and they exist there forever. With dynamic ads, your ads are not baked into your episodes forever. Rather, they are dynamically inserted via your podcast hosting platform. So that's why we're talking about this, because some of these platforms do this. Some of these platforms don't do this. And some of these platforms do this really, really well. So that's we're starting yeah. to get into these key differentiators. So first, you record your ad or ads, and then you set them up as an ad campaign in your podcast hosting platform. And then you can select which episodes you want to run that campaign and where in those episodes you want those ads to appear. And then you can run those ads across all of your episodes or just a select few. But what's awesome is that it gives you total control over all of that. Mm -hmm. But that's only if your podcast hosting platform supports this feature, the dynamic ads yeah. feature. So let's go back to Libsyn and talk about that. It's a bit confusing. Yeah. Yes. Their dynamic ads feature is confusing at best. You have to have a certain number of downloads per month in order to even apply for what they call their automatic ads campaign. And it's pretty unclear to me if you can record your own ads or if Libsyn just slots in ads from their ad marketplace. For most of our clients, I don't really care about, about running ads for other people. I want for people to be able to advertise themselves, like we talk about all the time. Market yourself, bet on yourself, yes. So I'm a little hard on Libsyn for this just because they've, they were the first to market in the podcast hosting space. They've been at it for over 20 mm -hmm. years. Like, come on. I've been migrating clients from Libsyn over to Transistor for two years now. I mean, I just have to yep. think that they're bleeding customers like crazy. For sure. I am one of them. I went over to Transistor. Yeah. So let's talk about the next one, Simplecast. Kind of tell us a little bit about this platform. I know vaguely about it. I think it's just fine. That's what I would say. Yeah. Simplecast is a, is a fine platform. I really like the user interface. A little mm -hmm. um, thing that I learned is, and we talk again a lot about Transistor, is that one of their co-founders was actually one of the original founders of Simplecast. Mm -hmm. And okay. he's, he split off and helped co-found Transistor. But they have drag and drop for uploading files, which if you listen to the last episode is a big deal to me. And I still use Simplecast for actually for one of our clients just because it meets their needs. They're not really running dynamic mm -hmm. ads or anything. So it's totally fine for them. Um, they appear to have a dynamic ad insertion and campaign management system, although I couldn't find any public pricing for it. I think it's only available under their professional. Tier. Yes, and their enterprise level tiers. So you have to contact them for pricing on that, which I don't love just because I like transparent pricing and other platforms offer transparent pricing yep. for dynamic ads. So let's move on down to Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is... Uh, another very, very popular podcast. And they platform. bug you because you are an audio nerd. Tell us oh my why. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about it. It's fine. Yeah. I, I will never fine. use it again, but it's fine. Uh, it's, there's <laughs> one very, very annoying thing about Buzzsprout. 
And it's that if you want your podcast to play in stereo, which you do because you have two ears and not one ear, you have to pay extra for it. And they're not very transparent about this. So they, they make you pay extra for something called magic mastering. So if I produce a beautiful stereo recorded uh, podcast episode, which I do every day, I upload it to Buzzsprout. They didn't reduce that to a mono episode and then put it behind a paywall to make it's it possible so for me to make it a stereo fight. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's a strange thing to put behind a paywall. And I'm just not a fan. Just plainly put, no. I'm not a fan. I don't know any other podcast platform who does this. It's just a very strange thing to do. So not sure I, they're still doing it, but as of a few months ago. As of a few months ago, they were doing it because I just moved yet another podcast client off their platform and migrated them over to Transistor, Transistor. so that they can Are have, you sensing a theme? <laughs> are you sensing a theme here? Okay. Do you want to speak a little bit about Omni and your... Yes, I have one client I, that I've moved over to Omni. It's a okay. it's a wild platform. It's If you love dynamic ad insertion and want to get really granular about it, nobody does that better than Omni. I remember reaching out to you maybe a year and a half ago. I think it was right before you had gotten all in with Transistor yeah. and said to you, hey, we'd like to look into dynamic ads. I'm not happy with Lipson. What would you suggest? And you said, I've had a couple of clients who have had good success with Omni. So I just took a call with them and said, hey, tell me about your platform. It is a powerful platform when it yes. comes to dynamic ads. What I took away from it was that's a lot of features that I'm not ready to utilize. Um, but I think if you've got a large podcast and you are an organization that wants to be able to run ad campaigns, if a lot of your revenue is coming from ads and you have to report back to the people who are purchasing ads for you, there is a lot of potential and a lot of features. So it's really popular with podcast networks. So I can think mm -hmm. of like Armchair Expert, like those type of things that have mm -hmm. really expanded because they may have an ad partner that advertises and they sell ad slots and they sell a certain number of episodes or, you know, you can get really granular in the details there. And so it's really also targeted based on people who are listening. And generally what we will say is it's really powerful, but for 99% of podcasts, it's probably overkill. Yeah. Anything else you'd add on Omni? I think, I mean, it's got all of the other features you would want from distribution and analytics and dynamic ads is really, yeah. I mean, they're basic in producing what you want, but they're going to they're gonna really shine and go above and beyond. Very popular with big podcast networks who have large advertising partnerships that they yes. run across all of their different podcasts. So if that's you, if you're a podcast network, you probably already know about Omni. They're fantastic. They have, um, you can geo-target what ads play where based on where it's being, mm -hmm. it's, it's really, really powerful. But again, that's just not where most podcasters are. One thing I will say is that I'm not sure if Omni has the ability to run dynamic show notes. I really love this feature about Transistor. We'll talk about it later. Is that whatever ad campaign you're running, like I know your podcast, uh, the Living Center podcast is running a big promotion right now. Not only are the audio ads that are in the episodes dynamic, but we can also put tags in the show notes that also are reflective of that campaign. So Kyle, I'm just now learning this on this call. Really? Yeah. So you can we can go in and you can add tags for those. And so okay. whenever you change that campaign, all of those show notes are the links, whatever you're promoting, they're all reflective of that. I just think that's killer. I mean, I think that that's that is fantastic. such a huge feature. Yeah. Okay. So we'll talk offline about 
implementing that on that <laughs> I campaign feel bad that I, didn't, right I now. didn't tell you about that. That's okay. Um, I think out. I threw you this campaign like at the last second. I'm like, oh, we're ready to do this now. So <laughs> this is not your fault. It's our fault. Okay, so let's talk about Anchor, which I have some experience with that, but not a ton. I actually tried. I, we used Anchor lots of years ago for a podcast in our organization that I wasn't a part of. And then I was kind of handed the keys to try to get some analytics a few months ago. And I was like, I don't even know how to find this. Where is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anchor at? And I realized, oh, now it's it's uh, Spotify for podcasters. So this yep. is a free platform that's owned by Spotify. And it's a pretty basic platform, right? But you also, the differentiating feature here would be able to put video on Spotify. And I think that's something that's growing popularity. A couple of the different shows that I listen to now are starting to do video there. And I'm really enjoying it. I didn't I didn't think I was a video podcast person, but I have watched Trevor Noah's podcast several times in the last week or two since discovering it. And I'm loving the video. I have it like just running and I watch it occasionally, but it's interesting. It kind of adds a new depth and layer to the conversation. Yeah, it's really cool because if you don't want to watch it anymore and you just want to listen, that's fine too. You can, you know, you can lock your phone, turn your screen off and it's going to continue to play. With Anchor, with Spotify for podcasters, I'm pretty sure it's still a free uh, free mm-hmm. platform. So another kind of cool thing that Spotify is doing that you can do through Anchor is that you can add listener questions in app. Yep. You can customize them when you publish your episode and you can do polls, add listener. Qu- I think that's really nice for engagement. It's a fun way to engage with your listeners. Yeah, totally. So if you have kind of like a question and response or like a call in type, the fact that a, a, you can direct your listeners, your Spotify listeners to go right there to that episode that they're listening to and pose a question that you can respond to in the next episode. I think that is really, really cool. And I think that you're going to see more apps become more interactive like that in the future. I've I've kind of predicted this from a couple of years ago. I think that to compete in this kind of crowded podcasting marketplace, I think the key is to make it more interactive like that. So Yeah. I feel like it's blurring the lines between like social and the way to interact with your audience. And yes. podcasting, because there's such a direct access to them. Why would we not more, want more interaction? Couldn't agree more. And last thing on this one is that there doesn't appear to be a dynamic ad insertion feature, which is going to lead us to Megaphone, which is a, mm-hmm. another podcast hosting platform that is also owned by Spotify. It's it's not a free platform. It's definitely more souped up in what you can do. But it does have a robust dynamic ads feature, which I like. Um, mm-hmm. And it's got some other of the advanced features like geo-targeting that you'll find with Omni. I'm not sure if they support dynamic show notes. I couldn't find anything online about that. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything. That's not to say they don't. I just, I, I didn't find anything. So, and then from what I can tell, it starts at about $100 a month, which in my opinion is a little steep considering yeah. some of their competitors, but they do have the ability to host video on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So you are kind of paying for that so it might be worth it to you so and then the dynamic ads in the video like i literally had that this morning where i was watching trevor noah it went to an audio ad with like a graphic and it just rolled into it and talked to it and i'm not sure if they have dynamic show notes but i do know on spotify and for those types of ones that have more dynamic ads i saw a feature yesterday where it prompted me to see like the last six ads i'd gotten on this podcast so oh, it's smart and it's keeping like which ones were targeted to me and I can return to what were the last few ads that I got. So yeah. if there was a deal in there or a promo code or something, I could see who it advertised to me. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And I'll admit, I don't have a ton of experience with Megaphone. I have one client yeah. that currently 
uses it. And we'll talk, the very last one we're going to talk about here is Transistor. It's the only one left. Mm -hmm. And I'll go ahead and tell you that for me, if you're asking the question, which one do you go with, which is the best, it's going to be either Megaphone or Transistor. I think Megaphone's a yeah. really powerful platform and I'm excited to learn about it a bit more. So last and certainly not least, mm -hmm. let's talk about Transistor.fm. It's the easiest platform to start a podcast on for the first time. Getting your show started, created, and then pointing to all the different podcast players, it makes that process so streamlined and not, I, I just can't say that about many other podcast apps. They've right. really done a, a nice job about handling that distribution and getting it out and just making that easy. Like it's, I mean, the links that they provide, I feel like every time I, I start a new podcast or migrate a podcast over to Transistor, I feel like they're holding my hand through the process. Even though I've done it a million times, it's still a, a good bit of work. So I love that about Transistor. Even with their base account, I think it's like a 20 or maybe it's a $19. I think it's $19 a month. You can create unlimited podcasts. Which is incredible. Like in limited shows, not unlimited episodes, unlimited exactly. shows. Exactly. Unlimited yeah. shows. Yes. Um, and that's their starter plan. It starts at $19 a month. That's amazing. You can create a basic website. We talked about this again in the last mm -hmm. episode. Use four different customizable templates. You can change colors. There's a lot that you can customize about it. I think that's awesome. That's a huge value add. Private podcasting. We're going to do a future episode on this, but this is actually how I discovered Transistor is that they, they have a, the ability to create private internal podcasts for organizations. There's just a lot of different use cases there. If you're someone who has courses or want access to people or have some kind of subscription or private community, it's such a great thing that a lot of people aren't really tapping into that I think could be a great resource for you. For sure. You can manage user access with permission-based mm -hmm. roles. So admin roles, member roles, analytics roles. Again, we talked about that in the last episode. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but I really, really like that as an option. And I mentioned that the way that I found Transistor is that I was looking for a private podcast hosting mm -hmm. solution. And I had a lot of questions about like, yeah, because I was I was working with a very large organization and I never started a private podcast and they really walked me through it. And mm -hmm. their chat is um, they're very responsive and thorough. And so especially at the very beginning, switching over and just kind of falling in love with their platform. I just had a lot of questions and they were they were there for all of that. So let's talk a little bit about their professional plan. It starts at mm -hmm. forty nine dollars a month. They also have a yearly package that's discounted. This yeah. is what we use here at PodCircle. And with that pro plan, it gives you access to dynamic ads, which again, we're going to talk about in depth in the next episode. Dynamic ads, dynamic show notes. They do this better than any platform that I've seen other than maybe Omni. And it's simpler. Exactly. It's so much simpler. <laughs> it is really powerful. I, I've been really, really pleased with it. It's ad campaign manager. It's much simpler than Omni. And the dynamic show notes, I'm just a big, big fan yeah. of that. So. Another key differentiator and the thing that you get under this professional plan is that you can auto post your audio episodes to YouTube. So they have a YouTube integration. That's um, great. Libsyn used to have this way back in the day. I don't think they do mm -hmm. anymore. Frankly, it never worked very well. Um, and I loved when I saw that Transistor had this for those clients who just, they don't have the budget or they're, they're not ready to make the investment into a video podcast, but yeah. they do have a YouTube channel that they want to get their their episodes over there. So I love the fact that they have this and they make it really simple. Just wrapping things up here, if you probably already know the answer to this question, but which podcast hosting platform do we recommend? 
we're going to recommend Transistor.fm. Given everything we've just talked about, the exception is that if you are trying to host a video podcast on Spotify, and that's Mm -hmm. a big deal to you, that I would really recommend looking into Megaphone. So if you have any questions around this topic, maybe you're on Libsyn, you're not happy, you're on Buzzsprout, you're you're wondering why you're... Why you're not getting stereo. Yeah, why you're not getting stereo sound and it's 2023 and you don't want to pay to have stereo sound. Reach out. You can send me, uh, send me a personal email at kyle at podcircle.com. That's K-Y-L-E at podcircle.com. If you're interested in Transistor, we always have a link in our show notes if you mm-hmm. just scroll all the way down. If you have questions about podcast hosting, but you have a lot of other questions too about recording gear about recording remote interviews via Riverside. Maybe you're, you know, you've done some on Zoom. You just have a lot of questions. Go to podcircle.com and grab our podcast starter kit. Um, it's mm-hmm. a collection of PDFs. It's a lot of our intel in one place. We're just like, let us equip you. We want you to be successful. Totally, totally. So we rounded all that up for you. Again, you can find that at podcircle.com slash start. All right. I'm excited to jump into the next episode, which is going to be all about dynamic ads and baked in ads and what you should be doing and all the things around monetizing. We're going to answer all your questions around ads. So see you next week. Bye.